Forget your former managers, ignore the ex-pros. As football fans, we all know the real experts drink in pubs. It's funny, it's argumentative, and often it's just plain wrong. Welcome to the Foss Arms Public House and welcome to the Leicester City Pubcast. Foxes fans, and welcome to the award-winning Leicester City podcast, where we will be discussing all manner of things relating to the FA Cup and Community Shield winners. And I say that, listeners, with a glint in my eye, because we should never let one defeat dampen our spirits, although I have a pretty good feeling who might might have been badly affected by last night but that remains to be seen as you might be aware tim is still on his benadorm saga holiday so i killer will be in the hot seat yet again but thankfully to support me and drag me through the program will be my loyal and faithful psychic norm where for the next 30 minutes or so we will be dissecting last night's shambles and hoping for better things ahead as we preview Leicester City's next game, which, of course, is a way to Norwich. Now, Norm, please, without giving us your usual downbeat, we've just lost voice, good evening. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> what a wonderful evening it is, too, because it's not yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there is that, but I've got to say, I, I, I dreaded one of those good evening, uh, yeah, monotone, <laughs> pessimistic, I just yeah. slash my veins open. It's 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 pretty hard not to be like that, but I will. I, I'll do my best. I, I I don't want to drag the show down. <laughs> not yet, but I've got a feeling that between us, over the course of the next ten minutes, as we dissect the game, we probably will do. Norm, please, what on earth happened last night? Uh, well. I, 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 it's, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. All I really know is it's it's a it's a couple of hours of absolute torture, wasn't it? And and a, a performance comparable, um, I thought, to the second half against Bournemouth a couple of seasons ago. It was it was borderline our worst performance under Brendan Rodgers. Um, I thought I thought we were bullied. I thought it was like the Mitchell brothers playing for West Ham and we were Ian, a team full of Ian Beals. <laughs> you know, it was it was men against boys. And I I have to say, what, what frustrates me most about this is that after about a minute and a half, I thought we, you know, the first minute we played all right, um, I, 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 you could you could see what was coming. You yeah. going into the game, I felt what how it panned out was what would happen but i kind of hope would have would have seen through it they did us twice last season doing this and we've we've found ourselves getting sucked into that trap again and we simply do not know how to cope with the physicality of west ham and the way that they set up and play against us I mean, the way that Sunchu and Amity were passing it to each other. I mean, even the commentators on the game had picked up on it. It was just like, pass, 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 nowhere to go. They could just see what West Ham were doing, just waiting to get us on the break, which is, you know, out-lestering us, you know, from the old traditional fast-breaking Leicester. 
and it, you, you could see it coming. And you you said last week, Hiller, if Perez plays, we're going to lose. Now, I don't want to single out one person because, frankly, pretty well the whole team didn't turn up yesterday. Um, and when Tielemans doesn't play well, I, I do think that has a big effect on the side. But Perez, why on earth is he still playing in the side i keep saying in brendan we trust but if he keeps playing him i'm i'm gonna start losing that because everyone seems to understand that he's not at our level i mean the the first goal's his his fault it's the, the sending off is just ridiculous he doesn't offer anything for the side um i it's just exceptionally exceptionally frustrating and when you see someone like Bowen playing for West Ham and think we had it, we could have gone in for him a couple of at the beginning of the last season. I wanted us to go for Bowen. I thought he was a, it'd have been a great signing. You know, imagine him playing on the right wing instead of Perez. Imagine Albrighton playing on the right wing instead of Perez. Yeah. And he was on the subs bench. Um, I suppose a, a, a positive, um, from the Paris sentinel office, maybe we'll appeal it and maybe we could appeal that he's actually banned for the whole season yeah. rather than just yeah. the, uh, just the three games he's going to get. But it, it was, look, it was no near, nowhere near good enough. Um, I think that Soyan Chu's mistake, when you're one nil down, you've got a mountain to climb with 10 men. Don't go and give them an easy second. I don't think we were ever going to win, even without Perez getting sent off. It didn't. It just had the feeling of of West Ham steamrolling as, as which they did. But you know, you, you're still in with a chance. And despite all that, when Tielemans pulled one back, I just had this vision of, oh my goodness, could we could we really really do it? But we just we just didn't we just didn't have anything. And as an Antonio was just. I mean, frankly, he was he was magnificent last night. I thought he was he was superb. So rather than being negative about Leicester, I thought West Ham played the, their game plan perfectly. They had the players to execute it. They executed it well. Scored good goals from their point of view. And I'm not a big Moyes fan, but I have to say I think you have to credit David Moyes for how he set West Ham up to play against us. Knowing what we did, they how they did against us last season, they've done it again. West Ham have got something over us at the moment, which is is frustrating. So I do think we're a better side, and we're certainly a much better side than um, than turned up last night. Like you said at the beginning, FA Cup winners, Community um, Shield winners. We're not. We don't become a bad team overnight. We've got some great players in there, but. We do need to take a long, hard look at ourselves against teams that are strong and play, you know, strong, strong strikers, you know, who are going to bully us. And that was that was through the spine of their team as well. And I think we've just got to find a way of playing against that. Otherwise, we could find ourselves in trouble against, even against lesser teams who will set up in that way and cause us issue. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. I mean... First and foremost, for the legion of West Ham fans that I know tune into the tune into the program, I mean they were absolutely superb from the yeah. off. Tactically, they were they were on it. I think with regards, as you say, Bowen Rice had a good game. Yeah. Um, 
but 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 when you've got a player of Antonio stature and standard, yeah. I saw last night it was like it was like Drogba, Henri, and Heskey all yeah. sort of rolled into one. We couldn't play him, and I think sometimes you have to put your hands up in the air and go, "Do you know what? Too good," because he he was he was he was almost unplayable. He was magnificent, but, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was. We'll talk about the centre backs in a moment and how they looked absolutely hopeless. But <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, and, and and look, you and I will agree, and all Leicester fans listening into this will agree. Last night's performance was absolutely dreadful. West Ham have done a job on us. Three games running, they've scored ten goals against us, and quite frankly, in those three games, I'm not convinced we've ever ever had the measure of them. But and here is just one mitigating factor. We now have three centre-backs injured. <laughs> and that is incredibly bad luck. Now, yeah. the, 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 best way I can, the best way I can compare that is, what would the Manchester City team look like without Stones, Diaz and Laporte? What would yeah. Manchester United look like without Linderoff, Maguire and, let's say, Eric Bailly? And, and yeah. y y you've got to say, I mean, it's a it's a killer blow. And for a team like Leicester that a school to play out from the back, what we've got is we've got Daniel Amati, who actually I think I think has probably been about as good as we can expect him to be. But yeah. I think most Leicester fans would agree he's not at the level of Evans and and Fafana. And we also know he's not particularly good on the ball either. Sionchu is the sort of player, what is obvious about him is he needs Evans next to him yeah. to give him that give him that solidity. When he's not when he hasn't got him there, well, quite frankly, you know, this this guy that was being touted around as 60, 80 million quid with Man City sniffing around, they ain't sniffing around him anymore, are they? They've had a look at him and gone, this this guy's this, this guy, when you put him under pressure, he he will crack. But the three centre backs issue. I yeah. think is the mitigating factor here. A couple of things I just want to pick on, Norm. Get, get a little bit of little bit of feedback. Harvey Barnes. A lot, some people said they thought he had a great game against Wolves. I didn't. And last night, I think he's struggling for form. What, what's your view? Uh, I don't. I don't really agree or disagree with. That. I think I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit. I think he's. I don't think he's at the level he was last year, um, but. He has been away injured, hasn't he? It's only the two competitive matches now that he's had. I don't think he's had great games, but at least he's still the player that wants the ball and will run at people. And I would imagine he will get his form back. So I'm not massively concerned about it, but I think I think the whole team struggled last night. I think, you know, the West, like you like you alluded to, West Ham really, really did a wonderful tactical job on us in every area of the pitch. And it it was difficult for Barnes, but at least at least he was trying and he's and he's looking positive. And with a player like him, he will soon come good. Another you know another couple of games, and that's two games under his belt. I would Im I would imagine that come the Norwich game, he'll be he'll be even fitter and even even hungrier. So uh, hopefully, yeah, I, I hope so. But my only worry is is he's now become a marked man. And if you notice now, people are going, they're sticking two players on him. He gets the ball and clubs are now recognising that that first man will get beaten. So so now they're double banking on him. And 
I think we're going to find out a little bit about young Harvey as to as to how he how he reacts to that because from a winger's point of view, it can suffocate you, and that's why lots of wingers come come into the English game like Theo Walcott and 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 people of that ilk, and all of a sudden just drift out because they get found out. So, yeah, and I, I think I think that's an excellent excellent point, and it's up to us and and Rogers and the coaching staff to find a way of utilizing the fact that the two players are on Barnes and creating space for like Dakar or Vardy or Ian Acho or ensuring that Thomas or Castagna, I think we'll be better when Castagna comes back in as a more slightly more attacking um, fullback, how they, how they can link up and like create the space behind the second man, for instance. And, and, and I, so I think, I think yeah, I, I get that. And, and we, we as a, it's not just about Harvey Barnes. It's about how we as a team react and just use his skill. I mean, they did it with Mares, didn't they? Players used to double up on him. I know he's a, a better dribbler than Barnes, but probably hasn't, hasn't got Barnes's pace. But, you know, f- found a way around it. And I think that's that's what we've got to target against the um, against teams that, that, will, that will operate like that against him and are, and are fearful of him. Yeah. I agree. I don't know about you as well, but obviously when you when you think back to last season, it was brilliant. We you know we won the FA Cup, and we just had some incredible results. But what will always just stick at the back of your throat is some of these really horrible performances we had. Yeah, we just had a little reminder of it last night, didn't we? That was my only fear. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because that was something I wanted to um, pick up on. We do have an absolute. Ca- catastrophic performance in our locker don't we definitely it's you know a, a performance not where not where just one or two players are a little bit off the boil a performance where the whole team um frankly just just don't look don't look with it and and i think that's got to be looked at a little bit because it's okay to have a bad game but the uh, the leadership on the pitch and on the sidelines has got to be a little bit stronger and and stop Stoppers getting sucked into that mentality because it's almost like, oh yeah, we're not playing very well. Well, we'll probably lose, and they they need to be thinking. You know what? Actually, we're one nil down. We're, we've got ten men. We've still got a chance here. Look at the players we've got on the pitch, because actually, for a part of that game, the, the when West Ham started having a bit more of the ball, um, that that was stopping what how they wanted to play. And yeah. that, that was an opportunity for us. Obviously, Sionchi made that horrendous error it's, and it's all history. But yeah, we've just got to look at how, how we can address address that because the whole team should not have a shocker. There should be ways of addressing that, in my in my opinion anyway. No, no, I think you're absolutely spot on. And again, my, my, my mind then just flipped back to those you know, horrible performances, Leeds absolutely coming yeah. us out at home, Newcastle doing it, West Ham did a job on us. And, and and it was all, you know, it just felt a little bit like that. And I suppose when we pulled the goal back last night, even though you went, oh, hang on a minute, still at the back of your mind, we had 10 men. And that's why that ridiculously reckless challenge by Perez. And let's be honest, Perez is such a powder puff of a player that I have no doubt at all that there was nothing malicious. I just think oh, yeah. it was horribly off balance. And I just think it says something t- t- to me about his ineptitude as a player that he's, he's even managed to crunch that guy in that way 
simply because I just don't think he's good enough. I think if he was a better footballer, he wouldn't have got his body position in that in that in that in that incorrect stance that he was taking. No, uh, I, I think. I mean, I, I, I think you're right there. I'm certain he was not deliberately trying to do it. And that's this is why sending offs now can be a little harsh. I mean, there was no malice in it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a nice challenge at all. And I do believe it was a you know it was a sending off. I've got yeah. absolutely no there's no there's no question about that. And particularly when with the slow motion, I mean, he looked he, he could easily have broken his leg. He, he yeah. really he really could have done. Um, and I think I think you're right. He, he he was all over the shop, miscontrolled, you know, char- charging after it, f- slipping over. Um, yeah, and he and he, he he was looking. He was looking at the player. You know, it it wasn't. It, it didn't feel like it was a complete. You know, he he could have avoided it. I think you. I think really that's what we said. I think there was an, an option there for that he could. It might have just been able to make him done something else if he, if he if he was a better player, like you say. He shouldn't be with us. in disguise, Norm, as you say, we can't now play him for. Uh, yes. You know, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming that, that at least the next game. I haven't checked. This, the, the, the ban could be up to three games, but but now it forces Brendan's arm a little bit. My, my worry with Perez is, I think he just teeters now right on the edge of the fans have just about had enough of him. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm... I keep saying that I don't want to be negative about players, but I am negative about Perez nearly every week, and uh, and there's reasons for that. And he, he is one of those players. He's he he isn't good enough. He he for whatever reason he's he's played and and he and he and he shouldn't be. And I really really hope that these next few games. And I think it. I'm not. I'm I'm like you. Not a hundred percent sure, but I'm. It was serious foul play. I think that's a three-game ban, straight red card. So yeah. I think he's missing for the next three games. I think that's a blessing. I think that means we 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 play with somebody else, um, and hopefully, Brendan likes to play a, a winning side. Hopefully, we'll get some good results in these next three games, and Perez will be at the very most a bit part player. At the very best, sold before next Tuesday. Yeah, that would be nice. I can't see it. No. <laughs> um, obviously, especially with the suspension and stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't think there'd be too many Leicester City fans will lose sleep if he's benched. Okay, so question is, now we're, we're now moving towards the end of the transfer window. I suppose my question to you is, do we need another centre-back? <laughs> I, I, I suppose... We, I suppose we do, in, unless we know that Vestergaard and Evans are going to be back imminently. Mm. Um, and um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I think Evans is certainly some way off, you know, like a two or three weeks. Um, and I'm not sure how serious Vestergaard's injury is. I'm, I'm not really seen much about it. So, no. given that we signed uh, a centre back because we needed one due to injuries. There's obviously a very strong argument to say that yes, we do. If we if we've lost the one we signed, it's like we haven't signed anyone. Um, I mean, Amati to me is is. And I think you're right with regards to Amati and Soonchu together. I think if Vestergaard and Soonchu would be fine. I think Vestergaard would be the player who would instill that belief in Soonchu, but Amati. Isn't that player? He's not meant to be a full, but uh, sorry, a, a centre back. Um, so I wouldn't be disappointed if we tried to find someone on on loan just for like a for a short period of time, just until someone 
someone else came back. But I mean, I suppose indeed he could slip back into that position. Not that I'm not that that's what I want, but we have got Samari, haven't we? So yeah, but I've got to say I thought Ndidi was the only player to walk off that pitch yesterday with any credit. I thought once again yeah. he was he was brilliant. He's 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 one of the best holding midfielders in the country, and you don't want him not to be in that position. No, 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 exactly. So. So yes, I mean I'm, I'm trying to. I suppose, yeah, it's almost playing devil's advocate there. So I, I think yeah, I think we probably do need another centre back because the, the centre back pairing is not is not good enough. And you know if 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 we're a month without our our best, you know if we're a month without Evans and Vestergaard, for instance, then you know we're we're in a we're in a mess. And the, yeah. the other thing is, if anything happens to Amati or Suinchu, yes, I mean right. we we could have one. We can have one. We can have no centre backs. You know, yeah, it's, that's it, right. Yeah. It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a disaster. So yeah, I think I think I think it's something that I'm sure they're I'm sure they're considering. Um, but I suppose there is the international break coming up, isn't there? So that will give players a little bit more time to um, to recover. Mm. I suppose so. I suppose watch this space. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm of the mind. I'm, I'm like you. I, I would. I think we desperately need a lone centre back. That's it's somebody that has to be of good quality. We don't want another Ryan Bennett, best will of the world. So it needs. I said beforehand <laughs> that Gary Cahill would have been yeah. ideal. Now he's obviously gone to Bournemouth. I still maintain somebody like him. There must be somebody knocking around in Europe, an experienced centre back that yeah. might not be getting the game time that they want. Will come along. You can stick them, inflate the wages a little bit, make sure that, that, that they're nicely settled, comes along, does a job. But we'll wait and see. So interesting stuff going on in terms of transfer talk. I mean, we've got obviously the Harry Kane saga rumbles on, but the really interesting one is this Mbappé to Liverpool story. I mean, surely not. It's It's been muted over the last, well, a few months ago that like Liverpool were interested in him, wasn't it? But... I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I suppose with um, I suppose with Messi joining uh, PSG, that that's a reason why he could leave. Um, it seems it seems strange. I'm not sure whether Liverpool can really really afford him to be honest, but um, probably paper talk. But it's it does. It, I, I suppose it would be a. I mean, if you're a Liverpool, if you if you're a Liverpool fan, you would you'd quite like to see it. I'm. Sure, and I'm sure he'd, he'd go for some pretty decent money. I, I don't know about you, Killer. I, I'm not sure how good he really is, but um, I think that he's a he's certainly someone that Liverpool would, the Liverpool fans, I'm sure, would be pleased with. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm with you, mate. I think it's I think it's paper tour. I think if he's going to go anywhere, I think it will be Real Madrid. So yeah. we'll we'll just have to see. Okay, so in terms of how everybody started, we're only two games in, so I want to go, get too excited about it. But <laughs> it seems a little bit ominous to me that Chelsea six points, yeah, haven't conceded. Lukaku scores on his debut, looks really really good. They're yeah. not going to be far away, are they? No, no. I think um, I think out of the, the what we'd say the big six, Chelsea have. Um, Definitely, well, well, they have. They've started the best, and they they do look good. And look, Lukaku looks a different um, a, a different player to when he was at Man United, doesn't he? I mean, he's a he, he's he's developed into a, and we knew this from he's obviously before he joined, but he has developed into a a really really good 
player. And if we think what Antonio did to us, goodness knows what Lukaku might. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're they're looking they're looking pretty pretty good. Yeah, without without a doubt, and could well be a real challenge for Man City. Certainly, if Man City don't get Harry Kane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be a balancer, couldn't it? it you know, because um, there's a lot of City fans turning around and, and effectively say, well, we're pleased with the Grealish signing, but a midfielder wasn't the priority, a striker was. Why didn't we Why didn't we use that money and just land land Harry Kane? I mean, presumably, if they, they're owned by the, the richest owners in football, I mean, why wouldn't they just do the Kane deal now, Norm? And I suspect they probably will just do the Kane deal, and that's probably why they know that that's why they bought Grealish, knowing that they were going to get Harry Kane anyway. Yeah. Um, I know Levy can be a hard negotiator; he sells on the last day, doesn't he? I mean, I think it, I think it actually think it would be good business for Tottenham. I think um, Kane wants to go. Um, I think that they could use his money very wisely, and you know, build the team, you know, the, in, in in other areas. And and I think we've alluded to this in a previous podcast. I think Harry Kane's, you know, God, he's an excellent player, don't get me wrong. But Tottenham don't actually struggle that much without him. He's played a few minutes in the first two games and they're sat there on six points. So there is life after Harry Kane for Spurs. Mm. Um, and, and it might be a better life if they, if they do invest that money wisely. So, we'll, yeah. you know, again, we'll see, but... Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, um, yeah, the Harry Kane saga absolutely determined to rumble on, I would imagine, until the last couple of days of the transfer window. Right, turning our attention to something a little bit more light-hearted and getting away from that quite despicable Leicester City performance last night, <laughs> is I'm going to have a game of temptation with, with my friend Norm. Now, we Ooh. all know that Norm is not just an ardent Leicester fan, because we all are, but also the most optimistic. He will very happily, very happily predict that we'll win all 38 games, both cup competitions, <laughs> Europe, the Community Shield, the, the FA Vars, the yes. Women's League, everything, everything going, and obviously all the Leicester City squad, maybe with the exception of Iosi Perez, are the very, very best players in the country. So what we're going to do now, what I'm going to do now, is I'm going to pose hypothetical swaps with Norm to see whether or not I can maybe just find out if there's any any little chinks in the blue armour. Oh, I like okay. the sound of this killer. This is going to... Um... Oh yes, come on! And I've, on, I've spent some time putting these <laughs> putting these together. I I want to hear some air getting sucked through your teeth. Here. <laughs> oh god! All right, well let's let's see. I've got I've got I've got five tempters for five. You. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm here's looking the, forward to Is the first one? So it's just straight swap. There's no cash involved. It's <laughs> simply one player goes to one club, one goes to the other. All right. Okay. Danny Ings for Padson Dacker. Ooh. Oh, that, that's what I wanted to hear. Oh, that's a oh, killer. If the other if the other four after this are as good as that one, then um this is be, this I've, got, I've got an horrific one at the end, but I've left this is, the best one till last. Do you know oh, do you know what? I am gonna have to say 
and it, it is with a heavy heart because I think Pats and Dacker will become I've an excellent player. Him. I've tempted him. You have. Look, yeah. I've, I've wanted Danny Ings to sign for the club for ages. I think he's exactly what we we needed as a as a backup or a striker alongside or in, in not. I don't not say instead of Barley. I, I think Danny Ings would have been a great signing for us this summer. He's proven in the Premier League. Pats and Dacker isn't. Yeah. I'm sure Pats and Dacker will get there, but. I've got to take that swap. Yeah, I'm with you. And I know for a fact that Tim, who will no doubt be listening to this in a bar in Benador with a glass of very, very cheap watered down sangria, I think he would agree with that as well because he's he's been a big, big fan of Danny. Okay, okay, so Danny Ings on that one. Tempt to number two then. (laughs) Okay. Jack Grealish. For Yuri Tielemans. It's got quiet. I can't even I can't even suck air in with that one. <laughs> Goodness <laughs> me. Grealish. No. Oh, no. okay. No. I okay. wouldn't take Grealish. I wouldn't take Grealish for Tielemans. I think Tielemans is the heartbeat of our team. And it and it, it's not a it's it's almost not a fair swap. They're different players. Yeah. So I I think Tillemans is our most important player. And whilst I'd like to have Grealish, I really like Harvey Barnes. I really like James Madison. And I think they can get up to his towards his level. And I don't think Grealish would make enough difference to us. I think we'd miss Tielemans more than we would have benefit from Grealish. Okay. Great, great yeah. question. So I'm sticking with Tielemans. Thank you very much. All right, much. sticking with Tielemans. All right. What do you reckon Tim would say to that one? Because obviously he's a massive Jack Grealish fan. Well, he'd come out with some absolute gobbledygook, I would imagine, and probably <laughs> suggest that we... we Oh, yeah, he would be sucking. Ooh, yeah, and I think... Oh, obviously, think... as he as we speak, and he's listening to the show, he's wearing his sombrero, and I, he's going to be shouting somebody's name out here. And oh, I, I, oh, don't I, know. I don't know. know. I might have to pose this when he comes. I, back I think he'd go for yeah. Maybe you should, but I think he. I think he. I think he's changed. If you'd asked that last season, he'd have had Grealish. Yeah, but he he he's a big Tielemans fan now, and I think he'd be with me. I think yes. he'd go. I think he'd stick. I think he'd yeah. stick. I think you're right. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. All right. Tempton number three. Oh, this is great, Killer. Ricardo Pereira, straight swap for Reese James. No. No, I don't even have to suck air in with that one. I I love Ricardo Pereira. I'm sure Reese James is a a fine footballer, but I think Pereira is magnificent. And if we get him back anywhere near how he was before he got injured, it's 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 not it's not a competition. He's it's yeah, Pereira for me. Okay, all right. We seem pretty clear about that. Yeah, That's I am. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm. 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 Yeah, very clear. Very clear, killer. Okay. This I know the answer to this one, but I had to throw it in. <laughs> Jamie Vardy out, straight swap, and we get in for two seasons. Cristiano Ronaldo. Because, of course, you could see him living in Leicester, couldn't you? That's not only a temptation. That's like a dilemma. Um, <laughs> the chance to see right now. Would you trade in Vardy's last couple of seasons for a chance to see one of the world's best, greatest ever footballers in a Leicester City shirt? 
No, because I uh, no, uh, no, I would not because he would not benefit the side. And we, uh, in Jamie Vardy, we already have one of the greatest ever footballers to wear that, that has worn a Leicester City shirt. And Vardy's integral to how we, we are. God, of course, I'd like Ronaldo to um, to play, but I wouldn't swap Vardy for the world. I want him to. I want him to retire in a Leicester shirt. Yeah. I want to go to his testimonial. So thanks, Ronaldo. Yeah, great answer. Great answer. And I noticed, by the way, that Manchester City have just unveiled, or that they will be presenting statues of Vincent Company, David Silva, and eventually Sergio Aguero. And you would like to think that we would do the same for Jamie Vardy, cash yes. cycle, possibly all Brighton as well. When and, and, when big, and big Wes as well. Big that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Big yeah. Okay, um, two left. Iosi Perez for Mr. Oh, Lobby. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's, the, that's the joke one. That's the joke one. Read that. Don't even answer. Don't even... Well, you do know the answer to that because <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd rather, I'd rather have an autograph from Mr. Blobby. Yeah, I think Without, might, yeah. And I think he's probably more likely to make a cleaner challenge as well. No, okay, last one. <laughs> Harvey Barnes out, straight swap, coming back in, Riyad Mahrez. Oh, these are, that is a great, great, great one. Horrible. It is horrible. And you know what? I know. You've got to say it, haven't you? The reason I I would want to keep Harvey Barnes is because he's young, and we've you know he's just signed you know he signed this contract, and he's he could be with us and develop into that wonderful player that I'm sure he will do, and have years and years at the club. Riyad Mahrez has developed into an even better player now, and he he would make a he would make a difference to us without a doubt. So. I'm really sorry, Harvey, because I, I I love you to bits, but I'd have to have I would have to have Riyad back just for his sublime skill. I think he's he's just I think he's world class. So yeah, he's I'd, got I'd the best first touch I think in the English Premier League. I'm yeah, not yeah. I mean that goal he scored against um, I think it was um, their their fifth Man City's fifth. The way he just stopped it and and then at the time to side foot it into the corner. I don't think any. I think you're right. I don't think anyone else in the league does that. No, quite right. No, no. Well, of course, I've tried to remain impartial here, but yeah, for what, <laughs> for what it's worth, even though I think Riyad Mahrez absolutely disgraced himself yes. with the way that he handled his, his exit yeah. at Leicester, he is <laughs> without question the most skillful footballer I've ever seen wearing our famous blue shirt. All right, thanks very much for that, Norm. So we've now got, obviously, a massively important game coming up on Saturday. Norwich, as we know, no disrespect to them. They've had a difficult start to the season. I don't think anybody would have expected them to have got anything from Liverpool home and Manchester City away. Um, but this is this is an absolutely must three points, isn't it? With with the champions coming coming down the track next down here. We've, this is this is surely a must three points, isn't it, Norm? Yeah, it, it, of, of course it is. And and, and to be honest, they have had a, t- a difficult start to the season. I couldn't agree more, but. They've not scored. They've had eight goals against them. If we had to choose an away game to play after that West Ham game, it probably would be Norwich. Um, they've sold their best player in the summer. I I think 
we're going to be playing them at a, a good time. I know they've been like they've, they've played the quality sides, but their their confidence is going to be their confidence is going to be shot. I think we'll be able to bounce back and come away and, and put them under pressure. I think they'll come at us as well, which will play into our hands. I think they they can't afford to to sit back. You know, they need to win games. You know, a nil nil at home to Leicester's not going to get the fans on side. They need more than that. And as such, I think they'll play in a way that will suit us, and hopefully, we'll get an early goal that will, you know, really just knock their confidence enormously. And we, sh- I, I genuinely believe, we should be able to, you know, progress and get a, another three points against Norwich fairly, fairly comfortably. I'm sure their fans are going to be right behind them. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but if we can, I'm sh- they'll come at us early on. Weather that storm, we'll be fine have to say bit concerned if they take the lead mm. you know, I, I just yeah. I don't want our heads to go down I, I, I do wonder whether with the men the men how strong the mentality of this side is I, I think I think they'll be fine but I, w- I would like it not to I don't want any squeaky bums I just want it let's let's just go there play our game there's no Perez let's get all Brighton back in the side let's uh, attack them and go on and win the game as we should, and that, you know what? If we beat Norwich, six points out of nine, we'll we'll be up there. You know, it's 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 not a it won't be a bad start. We will we'll soon forget last uh, the West Ham game's um, performance, and in fact, I've already forgotten it. But such an enjoyable time chatting about temptations that I, I, I don't even think we lost. So um, <laughs> didn't so, happen, yeah. did it? Okay, no. well that leads us on nicely to the predictor table. So Norm, can you just give us a quick summary of what happened last week and also what what we are predicting this week? Well, obviously last week um, myself and Tim predicted West Ham. Uh, sorry, Leicester City wins. You you were much more reasonable, killer, and closer. You actually predicted a two-two. Having said Leicester would go two-nil down until Perez was substituted. Now, it almost seems harsh that you're not getting any points because Perez was, you know, he was sent off. Uh, you you were only, a, you know, you, you only predicted a draw. We only lost 4-1. But anyway, um, no points for anyone. So as things stand, it's all very, very tight at the top. All of us with one point after two games. Very good news for Trumpwell's IPA. They do it like is. it nice and top, nice and tight. <laughs> At the During top, the course of the season, <laughs> at, the, at the top. And what are you going to go for this week? Buddy? Right. Well, so and um, so Tim has uh, phoned in his uh, his prediction, and he has. Did he say in to... Spanish, by the way? Was it? Uh, yeah. Not dos uno. <laughs> it's uh, it's. I'm not even going to bother. It's Norwich nil, Leicester City three for Tim. Oh, um, I'm going to go next, killer. And then you, I'm going to I'm going to come to you. I, I am I'm going to be equally bullish. And we're going to come back from uh, the horribleness of the West Ham game. And I'm going to go for a 4-1 victory for Leicester City. Not the first time you predicted Leicester to score four this season. No, no. I think it's going to be tighter and more nervy. I'm going to go Norwich 1, Leicester City 2. And that's probably the most reasonable prediction we've had on the predictor. And and I would take that. But I, I like to just be a little bit more positive. So, okay, well, so, yeah, fingers crossed excellent. anyway. Fingers yeah, indeed. Crossed.
Fingers crossed for a win. Because let's be honest, this is a huge game for us now. We, it's unthinkable, really, oh. that, we, that, that, that we don't get something from it. So, no. so fingers crossed. Anyway, that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening. And, of course, if you don't have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email us at lessercitypodcast at gmail.com. Thankfully, leaving me to snipe from the sidelines. Many thanks to Norm for his contribution. And hopefully we will be listening in next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed the Leicester City Pubcast, please subscribe and tell everyone about it. If you hated the Leicester City Pubcast, please keep it to yourselves. See you next week.